Right, and they were serving juice. Right, disabled people, we fucking love juice. Yeah, that rumour's true. We also love pies and pints. Uh, hello, I am Jamie McDonald, aka that funny blind guy, stand-up comedian, and uh, yeah, welcome to episode two of my podcast, 10 Lockdown Kilos and Friends, uh, where I'm trying to lose the 10 kilos of fat I put on during the first eight weeks of lockdown, where my head was up my arse and I had no work, so I ate and drank like Henry VIII. Um, I ended the last episode and I weighed um, 109.9 kilograms and that was down from when I started this at 113, pretty much on the nose, so I had lost 3.1 kilograms and we're going to start this episode, there's been about a week's gap, so I'm going to go through to the echoey bathroom and we're going to see where we start at this week. Uh, for episode two, I'm going to put you down next to the scales and de-robe. Your weight is 108.9 kilograms. 108.9. That means I have lost another kilogram uh, between the end of the last episode and the start of this one. That's really good. Uh, What's that then down? That's 4.1 kilograms. So I'm down about nine pounds on this uh, this calorie counting diet. And I've got to say, it's, it's going really well. Um, I did have a day on the gin. Um, when you're obsessively calorie counting and you've got to get to 2,200, um, I got to the end of one day and it was like a Thursday and I'd only had about seven, 800 calories. <laughs> and a gin and slimline tonics about 125. So uh, I had about eight gin and tonics on 700 calories. And um, upshot of which, uh, my wife said that I was sleepwalking. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry, but it was bloody lovely. At the moment, mildly pissed. I don't feel guilty. So there's your recipe if you want to sleepwalk, uh, drink a bottle of gin on no calories. So that worked well. Uh, but that's been my only slip. I maybe had a pint or two, but they're allowed. And this week, Fran, my nutritionist, has put me on... Um, I've got to count my steps. What I want you to do is find out the steps you've been having for like the past week or so. For example, if, if averagely a day you're having 4,000 steps, yeah. I want you to take that to 5,000. By the end of the day, you have to have hit 5,000 steps every day consistently. Now, I've been averaging about 5,000 a day. So yesterday I started doing uh, up to six. I got my 6,000 yesterday. And actually the day before I got 15,000 because we took the dog a massive walk into the Peak District. Um, diet wise, I struggle at the weekends. It is difficult when you are obsessively calorie counting and it's very easy to just say, oh, sod it, you know. And, and, and shit things have got surprisingly loads of calories in it, like muesli. I mean, who's not been betrayed by fucking muesli? Yeah, you think it's a bowl of blooming crap and you think, well, it must be good for me. It's absolutely full of calories. So, and the training's gone well with uh, with John. Oh yeah, how you doing? I've done about another kind of five or six sessions and I'm just genuinely feeling um, happier, healthier, 
And now that uh, lockdown seems to be easing a bit, I'm not going to um, emerge from my cave a hairy fat bastard. So, interviewees, man, I am so uh, lucky and uh, excited this week for my interview. It is with one of Britain's uh, kind of most rising star comedians. I'm I'm very jealous of her because she's a fellow disabled comedian. Um, She's not blind. She has what my aunt once called that terrible palsy. She is called Rosie Jones. You'll probably know her um, from 8 out of 10 cats to Countdown. Um, She's been on the news quiz on Radio 4. She's done live at the Apollo, which is um, a kind of jewel in the empire of every uh, comedian. Um, so I'm very jealous of that. And um, yeah, she, she, she very kindly did an interview on my podcast because she got me on her Radio 4 programme, Box Ticker, not long ago, but uh, she did something obscene. She gave me money for that. So this isn't gaudy. No money passed hands. And um, I spoke to her um, a couple of days ago from her home back in York. Uh, she normally lives in London, but uh, like me, she's had her um, independence absolutely hacked down like a big disabled oak during lockdown. Um, and we talk about that. We talk about the kind of Black Lives Matter, how that has affected comedy, and quite a quite a highbrow um, back and forth. And um, we just really had a lovely chat. I could chat to Rosie all day, um, and I hope you enjoy it, and I'll, and I'll speak to you after. Is this going to work? Rosie Jones. Rosie Jones. Rosie Jones. Rosie Jones. Hello. Excellent. My God, this is like, this is the second time I've done this, and that one went quite smoothly, admitting someone to my little Zoom meeting. Do you do Zoom? Like, have you been finding this to be amazing? I've actually paid for Zoom. You paid for Zoom? Yeah. <laughs> so I can have 24 hour Zoom meetings. Oh, but the 40 minute limit is the only way I get out of enforced quizzing. <laughs> So I run my own quiz night every Saturday and because I've bought it, the quiz night goes on for four hours. I can't I'm the only person in the entire world who still enjoys quizzing. What I quite what I quite like in a quiz master is a is quite a zippy piece of question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't get that at my quiz. <laughs> I don't know if you've found this, but the kind of independence that I've built up has been shot down because of this fucking social distancing. Nobody will come near me. <laughs> when I was trying to get a train up to Glasgow and I was phoning to see if they still did the um, assistance. Yeah. And uh, they said, yes, yes, of course. And they will they will touch you if absolutely necessary. <laughs> I was thinking, ah, oh, shit. 
I think they were going to kind of try to put me on like a sheepdog. You're like, yep, come back. Talk to you on the train tracks. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, we are training, and John, how are you getting on with that? Oh, brilliant. Is it killing you then? Is it horrible? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two more. Nine. Ten. Oh, my God. Go. Ah. How was that? What do you think? <laughs> <sighs> All right, so it's been three weeks. Yeah. How do you think of being progressing? Good? Hey. Uh, <laughs> I think I've been doing all right, mate. How do you think? I think you're probably the best clients I've ever had. <laughs> Have you found your, your various built-up independences have been a bit eroded? Yes, completely. I am so independent, but that thing of not being allowed to touch people, well, A, from a personality side, I hate it because I am very tactile. I bloody love a hug. Borderline inappropriate, if you ask me. Oh, not borderline. I pride myself on being entirely inappropriate. But then from a disability point of view, I have mobility problems and that makes it tricky because when I'm out and about, I touch everything to keep me steady and that isn't what we need to do right now we need to very much keep our hands to ourselves so that means that i've avoided anyone i've avoided all the shops and it's a reason why I've really come home to my parents' house because the sad fact of it is right now I don't think I could live independently and for me, because I'm so damn stubborn and so independent, that's actually so upsetting for me. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. This is kind of the reason why I'm doing this podcast, because my life was just totally switched off. I couldn't go to the shops. Man, I grope for things in shops. And yeah. you know, you'll experience this. People are, by and large, decent and nice and helpful. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of suspended until further notice. And yeah. for the first eight weeks, I had nothing to do. I couldn't go anywhere. So yeah. I just ate and drank. And I put on fucking 10 kilograms of fat. <laughs> so that's why I'm doing this uh, <laughs> podcast. Because I thought, right, I've got to get my head out of my arse here. When all this does finish, like, what is going to emerge out of my home? Just this 
blob of yeah. like pasty, like, can I go out now, please? <laughs> the last push. <sighs> Come on, you got this. <sighs> nice. <sighs> oh, there's a wasp on me thing. Oh. Hate wasps. Yeah. I don't mind bees. I did alright. They give you nice honey. I used to put honey in tea. Ah, it's very European. Yeah. Right, right, let's go. Yeah. You've got to watch these governments. They say that you have to wear face masks on public transport unless you've got a disability. Now, no. they're, they're trying to kill us off. Like <laughs> That is so weird, actually, though. That makes sense to me because I dribble. So if I dribble in my face mask, I might drown myself. Shit. Shit. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's really worst case scenario stuff. Um, what a way to go. <laughs> What is this generation going to be like in 18 years? Yeah. Like when they see them in the public, oh, go away. Yeah. You know what? I'm a big optimist and I get the phrase new normal and I understand that things will be different for a good few months maybe a good few years but I genuinely think that we'll get back to the old normal I do think this isn't it now we'll be able to go to the pub without gloves and a mask one day. Well, that's a lovely sentiment. I'm trying to be positive. It's it's very it was a very good sentiment. I really really like it. It's just the when. I, yeah. After I lose this weight, I, I, I'm back to nothing to do. I just have to put it on again and then do a, a second run of these <laughs> these fucking. Yeah. Podcasts. Yeah. You just need to eat loads. Diet, eat loads, diet. You have a lovely time. I think my heart might explode. <laughs> now, I think by the time you've lost your weight, we'll be back to work. I'm not sure if that's a compliment. <laughs> 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 You take that as you wish. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you alright with me bringing the dog? Yeah, yeah. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Fine, I think yeah. it works, yeah. Alright, ready then? Right, don't get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's like, let me have a go. <laughs> <laughs> stop, 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 That's stop, it, dog's doing high knees as well. Stop, stop. <laughs> okay, heel flicks. Okay, so this is a massive mistake. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> oh, dear. Hello, mate. Hello. Have you getting on this weekend? Are you, are you, do you take, if you've got structured work, then you take weekends, do you? I always take Sunday off. 
before quarantine, I used to gig every single day. I mean, I don't know how my heart didn't explode. <laughs> I think last year in 2019, I probably had four days that I didn't gig. It was insane. So for me to at least have Sundays off, they've been amazing and I've fallen in love with reading again. And although I walk slow and talk slow, I read like a juggernaut. During lockdown, I've been inhaling books and it's making me feel so much happier. What kind of books? Oh, all sorts. Fiction and non-fiction. So fiction-wise, I've read a lot of Amish. Said Morpin, who wrote the Tales of the City series. And um, at the, what's happened in the last few weeks, I've realised that I knew an embarrassing little amount about Black Lives Matter. So I've been trying to educate myself and I've read a lot of non-fiction books about what it's like for people of colour, especially in Britain. Obviously, I'm a woman, I'm disabled, I'm gay. So I really feel like, as a person who bloody collects minorities, I really want to be an ally and an activist. Because actually, if all minorities club together and worked as one, we would be the majority. Yeah, but the blind guys, we'd struggle to get the right statue <laughs> into the water. <laughs> Just to get one of them, if it's a statue, chances are it's going to be a shit white able-bodied man. So just to go for it. Yeah, there, there. Good. Keep going. Keep up. Come on. Good stuff. <sighs> Come on. Yeah, you there. Last push. 
Blast him. I'm still not sure why so much TV is coming down from it, like League of Gentlemen and Little Britain and, and all that. I know I know the characters that they played, but I don't know about you, but I'm always into what, what's driving um, something, yeah. you know. So you, you, you'll know yourself, like, and I get it too. People speak to you in the way and you go like, okay, what he's saying, he's coming from a good place. He's just a bit wrong, you know. Yeah. And that's what I find with the comedy. And I think, I struggle with any type of censorship and that really ultimately is is what it is is taking down the um, League of Gentlemen Mighty Bush the guys that created those programs are lovely people and genuinely yeah. nice and we're definitely definitely not out to to set up or to send up people of color you know so I I, I do struggle and then you know taking down the John Cleese faulty towers I I, I just I just find yeah. that a bit of a stretch for me yeah, it's so tricky because they were made at a time where you could do that and I think we let it happen and we weren't aware of what it really meant. But I think this country and the world is fundamentally good and what we do at least once a decade or once a generation is we get better we get wiser so that content i can speak about disability there was comedy shows or even TV shows in the 60s and 70s that were derogatory against disabled people and we wouldn't show them anymore because we get better and we get more inclusive and of course I love 40 Towers, of course I love League of Gentlemen but we need to acknowledge that things they said and things they did was it was deemed suitable at that time we're better now and we should be moving forward and I genuinely believe that we can make content which is really funny without being offensive or without excluding a large part of society. I totally agree with you, but I would say that people have taken offence. I don't think they were made to be offensive. So, no. so I think these programmes, you're right, they wouldn't make the schedule anymore. No. And they would just kind of, I don't know, fade into the background because of the kind of nature of, of TV and stuff now that everything's on there and you just pull it down and watch it, they've gone in and physically removed something. And 
off the back in, in quite a volatile situation. So it all kicked off in the States and then all kicked off here. And then I don't think there's been enough reason and time to pass. I think people have just been knee-jerk and they said, that's offensive and that's offensive and that's offensive. And anything is just getting ripped down. And I think it's too, I think it's too from the hip. Yeah. I mean, it all needs to happen. And it's a movement. I hope to God it's life-changing and the world will from now on be better. But it's hard to really change the world all at once. So right now we're all learning together of what's right, what's wrong, and what we can put in place for the future. Well, I've lost work from it. I was meant to be playing Stevie Wonder in a biopic, and, and neither he or I knows why I've been binned. Yeah, I mean, although that is something I would like to see, I'm not sure whether we we're allowed to do that now. I know that I'm not going to touch BLM on stage. It's too raw. And it's the yeah. same with the trans stuff as well. I would say up until BLM and trans, the only thing that really no comedian went near would have been Hillsborough disaster stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. And most comedians, you know, you get the odd idiot that you find at an open mic yeah. that, that thinks comedy is saying the most horrible things about yeah. people that they can, you know, and you never see them again, surprisingly. Yeah. But most comedians, if they're worth their salt, should be able to handle a situation and, and bring the fun, the kind of non-offensive fun out of it. Yeah. It's interesting for me because my race is the only thing that isn't a minority. So usually with comedy, I can say bloody anything I want because I'll always be punching up. Um, so with the Black Lives Matter, it's bloody annoying for me because I'm a bit like, oh, oh shit, I'm not a bad guy, I'm the little disabled lesbian. Yeah, disabled lesbian racist. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit, you know, man. I'm fucked. Ready for, ready for a lay down, sit down? I'm gonna have a boiled egg. Boiled eggs, nice. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah, perfect, yeah. big man, great. No I will catch you tomorrow, John. Yeah, catch you tomorrow. Thank you for that. Take care. Take care, pal. Cheers. Thank you. Let's get you home. Well, Ms. Jones, that was an absolutely lovely chat, and I hope to catch you for a pint uh, sometime after lockdown. I mean, all this shit is over. So, yeah. thank you very much.
Oh, thank you so much. I've had such a lovely time. And I can't wait for that time. <laughs> Next one, Rosie. Thank you so much. Cheers. See ya. Bye. Bye. Now, if you've only uh, seen Rosie Jones on the TV, I suggest you go and catch her live show. She is amazing. Uh, now, at the end of that interview, I did come across as if I am not 100% behind the removal of these comedies. And there will be some of you out there that then um, have decided that I am a kind of fascist white supremacist and will want to troll me on Twitter. Now, you can do that at that funny deaf guy. So we've now had a week more of the diet. I've been counting my steps, very happy to say I've been I've been nailing the 6,000, more on some occasions. Um, taking the dog out, we're doing a bit of wild swimming. Mentally, I'm feeling very um, alert. I'm feeling positive. I'm, 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 not, I'm not missing all the foods. Just having the kind of three meals a day, uh, a few bits of fruit then at night, a couple of glasses of wine maybe, gin and tonic, all very middle class, sensible stuff. Um, the exercising with John is going great. I'm feeling like my fitness is, is coming back. You know, I'm just feeling good, but it's all about the weighing, you know, it's all about the figures, it's all about the pounds. So uh, let's go to the bathroom. Here we go. Nice and echoey. I'm going to <laughs> roll, put you down next to it. Right. So we started this episode at 108.9 kilograms. Today we are at 107.2 107.2! You little beauty! So that is the loss of 1.7 kilograms. That is three full big packets of mince and then a little meatball on the end. That, 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 that's that. Oh, very happy with that. Has a loss of um, 5.8 since I started this about three and a half weeks ago. I think that's nearly a stone, so I am I am delighted, and I feel like my clothes are all fitting better and stuff. You know, I I was pretending that my wife had shrunk my clothes, but. Uh, it was just me just popping out them. So yeah, really, really happy with that. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, tell a friend. Um, if you don't want to troll me, I'm at Funny Blind Guy on Twitter and that Funny Blind Guy uh, on Facebook. And next episode, we have got the household name, celebrity get me out of here's Andrew Maxwell. He's going to be speaking to me about his lockdown and we'll have a good chat then. Uh, but until then, I am going to continue on with my diet and 10 lockdown kilos and friends is now sounding really ambitious. I wish I'd called it six and a half lockdown kilos and friends, but there you go. And I don't know when you're out and about and you're seeing disabled people over this kind of spell, we're having a bit of a tough time uh, getting around trying to figure out social distancing. So, you know, give us a little bit of compassion, you know, because a lot of people do treat disabled people funny and we are nice people, by and large. There are some twats, of course there are. But uh, anyway, look, enjoy in England the pubs opening in Scotland, more staying in in Wales, God knows what's going over there, and in Northern Ireland, no idea. This one country approach is phenomenal. Um, take care, cheerio. And people do treat you funny when you're disabled in the oddest of areas. Right? I, was, I was walking down Buchanan Street 
And there was a wee guy begging for change, giving up. Any spare change, pal? Oh, have a nice day. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that shit, right? And I, I, I like to help these guys out when I can. <laughs> but you see, when I walk past them and any spare chip, oh no, you're all right. <laughs> That's cool, man. Nah, pal, you've got your own problems. I also have change. This was a Jamie McDonald production in association with Inner Ear, with music by S-Type. No unauthorised broadcasting, please. <laughs>